0: Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. I am your host, Laura Reeves. Here at the Good Dog Pod, we are all about supporting dog breeders and responsible dog ownership. We provide dog lovers with the latest updates in canine health and veterinary care, animal legislation and legal advocacy, canine training and behavior science, and dog breeding practices. Subscribe and join our mission today to help give our dogs the world they deserve. Welcome everyone. I am Laura Reeves, host of the Good Dog Pod. And today we're going to talk about grooming. And I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but this is a big topic. And so we're going to take it off in little bites. And our bite for today is going to be talking about maintenance at home, grooming, all the stuff that you can do not at the dog show that will have your dog looking its best when you get to the show. And I think it's something that we need to make a very clear point about grooming is just as important a part of your successful confirmation presentation as your handling is. I don't care how gifted you are. You can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear in the 10 minutes that you're in the ring. It takes work. And in a lot of cases, it takes untold hours of very hard work to get your dog looking its best. And the way that you're going to be most successful at that is to have a routine that you start at home. So for today, we're going to talk about some of the basic maintenance and some of that at-home care that you can do that will keep your dog up to par. All the breed-specific grooming and some of the ring prep and favorite product recommendations and all that, we'll cover those in some later episodes. For right now, we're just talking about what you're going to work on at home. And coat care is just as individual as your breed. The double-coated, single-drop coat, a uh, Hand-stripped breed, a scissored breed. have a short, smooth coat? Do you have a short, double coat? Long, fine hair, long, coarse hair, curly hair. No matter what, no matter what breed, no matter what your coat type, no matter what you're working with, you need to have a routine and you need to have a plan. Hair is a renewable resource, but it also requires a lot of TLC and maintenance. And those stunning, shiny dogs that we see in the show ring don't just happen by accident. So establish your routine. Pick a day that is dedicated to dog grooming or assign a time each day to one part of the process. So for example, Mondays are toenail nights and Tuesdays are brush outs and Wednesdays are baths. However you want to do it, however works with your schedule, set that routine And get in the habit of doing it regularly. Every dog, no matter what breed, every dog needs their nails trimmed, their teeth and their ears checked and cleaned, their coat brushed, and a good bath and dry. Now, that's going to be real different if you have a Commodore than if you have a Whippet. No matter what, you still need a game plan your dog's success is largely dependent on the time and dedication you put into this process. So we're going to start with brushing. This is an interesting topic. It's had a lot of discussion recently amongst professional groomers, and it is a critically important part of the dog's overall health, not just making it pretty in the show ring, making it healthy. And getting a dog brush to the skin is what is going to keep them looking their best and feeling their best. So a couple rules here, especially if you're working with any of the drop coated breeds or any of the real heavily coated breeds, don't brush dry hair. Very important, don't brush dry hair. Just use a light mist of conditioning spray as you're brushing through the coat. Use it with each section of the coat that you're working with. And this is going to help minimize the breakage of the coat and damage to the coat and all of that that's going to keep it looking its best. There's just too many different coat types for us to focus on one, but this is an area I do want to just briefly emphasize. We're going to talk about the heavily coated breeds, these big dogs with a lot of hair, double thick, long, all of that, okay? Please, I beg of you, and so does every professional groomer in the country. Beg of you, learn how to properly brush your dog. I can't say that often enough. I know there's a lot of folks that think that they're brushing their dog, but unfortunately, they're only brushing about the top inch or two, and they're not getting down to the skin. And this is what we need to talk about here, and this is what we're going to give you some ideas how to do that. You start at the bottom of the dog, okay? Typically, I start with a leg. It's just easier for me. I work the dog in sections that way. Start at the bottom of the dog. Pull the coat up with one hand and brush down with the other. Always brushing with the lay of the coat. You're not brushing against the skin. You're brushing with the way the hair grows. This might be a half-inch section at a time that you're working with, particularly when you're first getting started. But you need to make sure that you see the skin underneath the hair and that the brush is actually touching the skin. Best way to check your work on this is to run a comb. Just a good medium-tooth steel comb run through each section when you're done brushing. So if you start with the right rear leg, you brush all the way up to the hip bone, you're going to then run through with your comb and make sure that that comb touches the skin and pulls through easily. If it doesn't, you've got some more work to do with your brush. Now, you can decide what type of equipment you want to work with. If you want to have a pen brush or a slicker brush, whatever you choose to use for this task depends pretty much on your coat type and the condition of the coat. Are you starting out with a dog in great shape or are you starting with a dog that's maybe got some clumping and some matting that needs to be done under there? It's a little bit of personal preference involved, but most important thing is that you're using something that's comfortable to your hand, comfortable to the dog's skin, so you're not using a super hard slicker brush on a dog with sensitive skin, things like that. Also important to be sure that you are brushing through the coat, not flicking your wrist. So as you pull down through that coat, you're not moving your wrist. Think of it as painting with a roller or something very similar type of stroke. You pull through the coat, you don't come to the end and flick your wrist in a circle. This is another thing that's gonna help prevent breakage in the hair. One of the things that I think people forget and I want you to think about, grooming is something that we train dogs for, just like we train them to do any other skill. Starting your puppy out as soon as it comes home with a quick trip up to the grooming table each week, you do some kisses and some treats and you touch their feet and you look in their mouth and you rub them and touch them all over and play with their tail and all of those things. You do that a little bit every day, a little bit every week increase the time, increase the amount of attention that you're giving them, all of that as they get older and, you know, the coat grows longer, you might need to actually brush through them. You're going to do their toenails. All of that starts when they're a baby, baby puppy. The more you do that in the beginning, the more effort you put out to start with, the bigger the dividends you will be paid in the long run because you'll have a dog that sits or lies down or stands up or whatever you need it to do quietly, peacefully, regally even, on your grooming table at the dog show, instead of one that's shrieking like a banshee and thrashing and wailing and biting and lunging. And this does not make grooming a fun process. If you start that puppy out early, you consistently maintain it, you properly train it for the grooming, that dog's going to enjoy all the time and all the attention. That gets to be a special place for you and the dog to have bonding and hanging out time. When you don't follow that plan and a dog gets to be six months or nine months old, oh my gosh, there's a dog show coming up, I guess I'd better groom my dog. That dog is very liable to fight with you through the entire process, and it's most likely going to learn that the table is a terrible place, and he hates it. And that means your life just got a heck of a lot more difficult. And to be honest, the dog is going to be less liable to win in the long run because the grooming process is such a nightmare. that It's just easier not to do it, and you don't do a very good job, and we're back to the beginning, which is the time and effort you put in to grooming your dog is equal to the kind of success you're going to have. So if you haven't started early yet, start now, <laughs> make your plan, get this situation put together so that you and the dog have a good time while it's up on the grooming table. The next thing that we're going to talk about is, I know it's easy And sometimes we don't think about it, but even the dogs with short, smooth, single coats need that weekly brushing, a good, soft bristle brush or a nice brush that will keep the dead hair coming out. It'll be replaced by new hair. Remember, we said it's a renewable resource. And it also helps make sure the skin is healthy and all those natural oils are being distributed all throughout the coat. And I actually find with like the Whippet or the Boston Terrier or some of these dogs, I just love to run my hands down them and use my hands even as a great grooming tool. Because again, some of that natural oil from your skin is incorporated into your grooming and the dogs love the massage and their coat is shiny and glossy and looks great in the ring. Even if you don't have any hair on your dog, you need to remember to brush it. You know, the next topic, this is a big one. This is a big one for a lot of people. Toenail maintenance. It's seen frequently as the bane of the dog groomer's existence. And way too many people, even dog show people, even long time dog show people, treat toenail trimming like some kind of satanic ritual to be dreaded. And it's really, really, really not as hard as you think it is. And a couple important things I want you to think about are going to help you move through this without it being such a crisis. First of all, just like you're brushing, start early with your puppy and stay on it. Be consistent. And this is part of your weekly ritual with your dog. If you keep the toenails down short, the dog feels better. It's going to walk better. It's going to grow up better on its feet and even on its pasterns second part of this process, please do not be nervous. This is so important, you guys. If you're scared and worried and overly dramatic about this horrible, horrible task you have to do, what do you think the dog thinks? Dog thinks he's being led to slaughter, okay? Remember, what we feel and our thought process is transmitted to the dog. They know what we think. They know what we feel. So if you are calm, cool, and collected from the very beginning of working with your dog's toenail trimming, that attitude is going to pass right on to your dog. And I understand that you don't want to hurt the dog. I get it. That's good. But you are much, much more likely to quick a dog that's flailing around and blowing its anal glands because it is so freaked out because you're terrified that it might bleed. So just stop. Just stop. If you have a puppy, start it out right. If you have an older dog that already has issues, go back to focusing on your job, which is to be the dog's fearless leader. It isn't going to be scary to the dog if it isn't scary to you. And here's some ideas so that you can manage your fear. And I understand it's legitimate. I'm not taking away from it, but you have to manage it. You can do that by learning safe, simple techniques for trimming toenails. Now, whether you use a nail clipper or a grinder, understand the quick, that's the part that makes the dog bleed, is always going to be behind. The curve of the toenail. In other words, it's closer to the dog's body than where the toenail starts to bend. You can also turn the foot upside down, look at the bottom of the foot, and you'll see underneath the nail. You'll see this little triangle of fleshy stuff, and it stops, and then the nail keeps growing. That fleshy stuff is the nail bed. This is going to work for dark toenails, black toenails, clear toenails, if you trim up to where the toenail starts to bend, you will not hit the quick. If you don't hit the quick, you won't hurt the dog and you won't make it bleed. If you aren't worried about making it bleed, you don't have to be scared. And as long as you trim up to in front of the quick, you're going to keep the dog's toenails at a good length. And here's a good test to know if your dog's toenails are the right length. This was what my 4-H leader used to do. She used to make us slide a dime underneath the toenails of a dog that was standing up on a smooth surface. That's how you knew if you could fit the dime underneath the toenails, that's how you knew they were short enough. So I like to keep them shorter than that these days. But to be honest, as long as they aren't actually touching the floor, they aren't harming the dog's health. So you know where the quick ends. You know that you're going to trim in front of it. You relax, you take a deep breath, and you calmly zip, zip, zip right through the toenails. And suddenly, this is not the most feared of all dog grooming tasks. And you can move on to the next part of your day. Next part of your day is a bath. A couple important items on this. Do not, please do not bathe a matted dog. All that does is tighten up the mats. You always want to go through our brushing protocol that we talked about earlier, then bathe. Frequency for bathing depends on your breed. For most breeds, not wire-coated dogs, not corded dogs, you know, like that. A bath once a week. Tepid water. Tepid is important. Gentle shampoo, maybe a light conditioner. That's completely sufficient. And this is going to change if you're keeping a dog in oil, if you have a double-coated dog that you want to hold on to coat for the coming dog show, bathe that in cold water. If you want to get the coat out of a double-coated dog that's trying to dump coat and you want it to be done and back in coat, bathe it in very, very warm water. All of this is little stuff. The single most important part of the bath, no matter what your coat, or what your breed is to rinse, 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 <laughs> rinse again. Okay. Shampoo residue is really one of the top causes of skin irritation, dull coats, flakes, hot spots, all that cred. Basically, I tell my kids to rinse until you think you're done, and then you can rinse again. Once the bath and rinse cycle basically is done, we can focus on the drying again just like rinse 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 we have dry dry yeah dry okay <laughs> a damp dog you're gonna get mats you're gonna get hot spots you're gonna get cold tail where they won't be able to use their tail because it gets cramp curly hair that ought to be straight all that kind of stuff you can towel dry the pointer that's fine but that's not going to be the best solution for the poodle for example Some breeds seem to take a lifetime to dry, others you can zoom right through it. In every case, coated dogs need to be brushed while they're dried. This keeps the circulation going in the skin, it helps get the dead coat out, reduces drying time, you can even help train the hair to lie a certain direction, all with this basic principle. Dryer in one hand, brush in the other. Brush, 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 dry. Same thing was when we're rinsing, dry until you think you're done. Then you go check the armpits, the undercarriage, behind the ears, and dry some more. <laughs> okay, guys, there you go. It's time to define your plan of action and set it in motion. Whether you're working with a new baby or just overcoming some bad habits, regular maintenance grooming at home is going to improve your dog's appearance and make him shine in the showroom. Best of luck to you at the summer shows, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Good Dog is a secure online community that advocates for dog breeders, educates the public, helps informed puppy buyers connect directly with certified good breeders, and promotes responsible dog ownership. Good Dog is offering its good breeders special advanced access to the video recordings and transcripts for the full three-part Q&A webinar series with Dr. Hutchinson, all you have to do is sign up as a breeder at gooddog.com slash join. That is is dot slash join. Or click the link in the show notes.